Was that a good, was that a good test? I speak for everyone. No. Hmm. You point? Yeah. Does that mean we're ready to go? Dave. Hey, check me out on the camera. Hi. Hi, sexy. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, you can uh, check out the video of this podcast on YouTube at All Things Comedy. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Hip action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No, no, Rhoda, Rhoda in the court. There's a lot of swearing in that, and I want to apologize to um, any of the nuns listening who don't okay. swear and they okay. get upset with that kind of thing, okay. as I recall from Catholic school. Okay. Went, Not going I went to well. Catholic school for two years. Sure. And uh, Sister Catherine. Once I had... We haven't uh, said what the podcast is yet. Uh, it's the dollop. This You're, is an American yeah. history podcast. Each week right, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Now the business is out of the way. Let's have some fun in. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, there was a book, and I just added a lot of swear words in, and Sister Catherine found it, and I got in a lot of trouble. I had, like, put dick and balls. Just I added, um, what? I added <laughs> words into... It was a, a book that we were reading in English class, but I added... I, I dick put and some, balls. I put some flair in. Sure. Notes for the author. Because I didn't think Herman Melville really knew what he was doing. You mean Herman Balls Melville. Boom. Let's just get right into this. All right. Well, actually, wait, 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 wait. No, that's not the intro for two notes. It's not the intro. Second, I feel like it might be a good time to do the thing we do every now and then. Why, just yell at the date? No, no, no. Where I, where, no, 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 where, where I take, where I'll... Let me. I'll do one. Let's do a rollup or a, a pollard, as they're I called. Have, I have one. Right let's do here. a reverse. Let's do a reverse dollop. I have one right here. People it doesn't can, matter. People can let's see have it. a reverse dollop. David, it. let's have a reverse dollop. Shut up. Uh, and as you know, uh, I have different rules. I'm allowed to go anywhere in the world, whereas you are, for some reason, shackled to America. Can't afford rent. That's actually bad because um, if you can't afford rent, you got to live in the street. You got to do things like junk motorcycles over fountains to just get by. Sure. Um, so, uh, I, uh, me and another guy putting together, uh, a night of comedy for, um, for the Glendale tenants union. And that's to try to get something going where it's just, things are better. That's July 17th at, uh, I got yeah. it right here. I'm looking at the name. Come on. We got momentum with the Rollo. Do pollard. we get, do we get momentum? People, yeah. People pollard. Are, I hate this podcast. Yeah. Now people are complaining on Facebook about it's this. It's fine. I'm pretty drunk. What? An Anatius, the Anatius Theater. The Anatius Theater in Glendale? In Glendale. In Glendale. I'll put up a thing on the Facebook page, and I'll, you know, hit it on Twitter and all that Hey, so. Dave, do but me it's a favor. Me, it's me, it's you, it's M Moshe Kasher, it's uh, uh, Adomian, uh, Jackie Cation. Um, so I got a couple Armenians in there, because it's a big Armenian town. Smart. Dave, do me a favor and shut up, because March 19th, 1922. What are you doing? I'm in the driver's seat. Woo! It's like when a kid has a learner's permit. <laughs> Quit harshing my mellow, pops. Travis Pastrana, he made the jump. Okay. Uh, Hiro Anoda was born what? in wait, the... Wait, what? What are you talking about? Hiro Anoda. That's the guy's name. The guy's name so is fucking Hiro? 
H I R O. Let's just wrap this up if the guy's name is Hero. H I R O. Why even have Why even have one if the guy's leading? There's a lot more to this story. There's a lot more to this. All right, tell me about your hero. No, he's not my hero. His name is Hero. Hero Anoda. Now you're messing me up. Was born in the village of Kamakawi in Japan. One of my favorite villages. He always said that. He was the fifth of seven children. There were five boys, two girls. How many lived? All lived. What the fuck? At the beginning. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't. They. You know. They're different. But they made it out of like. They made it out of like one and two. They got out of the right out of the pipe. They. They made it uh, human size. I can't. I can't guarantee that they all lived. But w- in 1922, the family was humming. We had five of. We had five of seven. So that's seven. I mean, five of seven. He was the fifth of seven. So that's seven out of seven. Anyway, he's small, but he's scrappy. He said, "Quote: I was always defiant and stubborn in everything I did." Uh, he would say of his childhood. That's like me. That's very much like you're. You're very. You remind me of this guy a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in 1939, World War II was just getting warmed up. Uh, oh, I love World War II. Great one. I'm into this one. Uh, at 17, Hero found himself working for a lacquerware company in China, which he did to get a chance to see the world outside of Japan. Wait a minute. But he's doing it oh. for lacquerware, so. Sure. So is he traveling with it, or is he just making it in China? He's making it. Okay. Yeah. But he thinks he can make money? Does, does he think his lacquerware is going to take him around the world? He, I mean, no, he just wanted to leave Japan. He never left okay. Japan, so he just wanted so to see to China. Else. China's yeah. not a great place to be if you're a Japanese in World War II starting, I'll tell you that right now. Well, he look, he, I mean, lacquerware called. Uh, so, but in reality, what he was really doing was he was just killing time because he knew within two years uh, he would be drafted because every male at the age of 20 had to register for two years of service in the Japanese army. 20? Yeah. You could skip 18 and 19, just fuck off? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That was weird to me, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you start killing them young. If you're going to have a war... Okay, I mean, I would start around five, but go ahead. I would, yeah. <laughs> well, you're, mm, don't look, get in Dave's army, obviously. I like a young That's soldier, the, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. He's looking at the camera. This is what happens when you're not reading. You're just doing a little photo shoot over there. Where are you? So uh, while he was waiting for his definite service, he did what we'd all do. He danced, he smoked a lot of cigarettes, and yeah. he played mahjong. He Sorry? smoked around 20 cigarettes a Wait. day on but nights when he played mahjong, that what? number went up to about 50. What is that? Mahjong. Yeah. Mahjong. It's a game. What kind of game? Uh, you know, cards. Mostly. Oh, it's a card game. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I hope so. It's not. I just, I'm right now picturing guys in a field rolling balls. No, no, no. No, it's nothing near. It's so much closer to cards. <laughs> okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. That's not as good. No. Uh, in May 1942, Hero was called up for his army physical. Here we go. He passed with flying colors. Yes. Uh, and he was a class A bonsai. This essentially meant that he was expected to give his life for the cause of war. Wait, they just told you that? You didn't volunteer? They just said you, you're a bonsai? Well, that's kind of where you start. I mean, I think that's like a lower... Oh, not a kamikaze situation. No, no, not a kamikaze. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. So, but what it essentially meant was you had to give your life for war in the sense that uh, you, if, even if you didn't die in battle, uh, if you, you, were ex- you were expected to kill yourself before you were captured. Sure. Honda still has that. For their employees, absolutely. I drive a Honda. Yeah, um, which is a hard thing to time out. Obviously, like when are you? When is it time to kill yourself? When you ki- yeah. When you do it, yeah. Like, oh no, they weren't coming for me. That was just like a dog. Yeah, yeah. My you know? dad's still going. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, with a little time before his service uh, began, Hero quit his job and he immediately returned home to get in better shape. He spent his days swimming in the ocean and his nights kendo sword fighting in a gym. Fuck yeah, this is like me so far. This is totally 100% totally you. me. It's totally a you story, too. It That's totally why I think is. you're going to like this. It's really you. I picture you. And now and now this guy's our hero, right? He's our... Mm-hmm. Uh, hero entered basic training and was an immediate standout. 
so much so that he was later transferred fu- to Fudamata, Japan, for training with Fuck. the Devil's Karuma, which uh, means the Devil's Karma, which is pretty badass, uh, which is an elite class of soldier that would be trained as such. Yeah. He was in a class of 200. You're still picking yourself, picturing yourself. So he's, yeah, so far this is my story. Yeah. So he's like a, like a Green Beret type gentleman now. Uh, I wouldn't even say he's like a green beret, but he's like... It's, he's a lower... He's a beige beret. He, yeah, he, he's like... Uh, well, how does it work in karate? So before green... I think he's a purple. Okay. He's a purple beret. Purple's all he's right. He's a purple beret. We got no problems with purple. Uh, so he was a class of 230 other, other soldiers. Mm-hmm. They were packed into classrooms like sardines, and it was really revealed to them why they were there. The purpose of this branch of school is to train you in secret warfare, they were told. Oh, good. It was to be guerrilla warfare, which called for irregular tactics to fight enemy, like ambushes, mm-hmm. hit and runs, and raids. Like, so drop this guy in Chicago. What? I'm saying drop this guy in Chicago. Yeah, I guess, but that's more like <laughs> more like a Chris Angel thing? I'm just... No, Chris Angel's a magician. Yeah, but what are you asking them to do? Drop this, drop this guy in Chicago. Have him fuck some shit up. What? I don't even understand. <laughs> are we fighting Japan or not? Yeah, but... So put this guy in Chicago. Let him not... fucking turn shit loose. No, no. It's not like a movie preview. <laughs> okay. Okay? It sounded really good. Yeah, on paper, maybe. Uh... So it also relied on s'more, uh, smaller groups to do it effectively. I thought you were going to say s'mores. And it's required s'mores. to yummy. Those <laughs> are good. Uh, another good thing is, as a gorilla, if you were to be caught, you are not expected to kill yourself in honor. Why? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you. See, if a regular soldier had been taken prisoner, uh, at some point, if he was returned to Japan, he could potentially be sentenced to death for not taking his own life when he should have. So the punishment <laughs> for not killing yourself was to be killed by others. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Okay, so if you don't kill yourself, they're going to kill you. If you don't kill yourself and you get captured. So then... They- and then, it, so if you're getting captured, for the most part, the, the mantra is, if you're captured, kill yourself before right. you're captured, because right. they'll, get, they'll get information out of you. So if you return home, released from capture, for the rest of your life, you'll be walking around like you, an asshole. You're a man of shame. Or they'll kill you in court, or, the, or you'll, get, like, you'll go to court and they will sentence you to death, which All is right, potential. So, I mean, these are bad options. Bad options. My, the number one option I see right now is don't, don't join the army, but go ahead. Mm, well, again, you were forced into it. <laughs> You're still picturing yourself. Um, but as a gorilla, that was out the window. He was told you were absolutely forbidden to die by your own hand. Well, what the fuck? It may take three years. It's so complicated. It may take five years, but whatever happens, we will come back for you. Until then, so long as you have one soldier, you are to continue to lead him. And then you just fall in love with Chicago. No. And then what? No, no, no. Nobody's going to shows. Get get Seeing bands. The fucking bears. You're like, I love the bears. Here I am. If he loves the bears, that's going to be a problem for this mission. I'm telling you. He was torn because he loved the bears. <laughs> Who's the enemy now? He wants to be the running and back. Then he, and then he starts fighting a war against Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Okay, this yeah. conversation's over. Uh, for six months in the Army, uh, Hiro Onoda learned how to conduct guerrilla warfare with sabotage, mm-hmm. counterintelligence, and propaganda. So that was the main reason why they didn't have to kill themselves, because if they were captured, they felt like they could mislead who, cap- uh, who like took them prisoner by misinforming them mm-hmm. and misleading them, and that, in a way, was sort of like poisoning them, so that would, that would sort of help their side. Okay. Um, he learned there were no right answers in guerrilla warfare. Quote, you do what seems best suited at the time with the circumstance. This was around the time when the Japanese army had gotten control of the Philippines from the Philippines and the American forces. The Philippines already had it. But the American forces were there, but Japan needed control of it between the U.S. Army 
uh, because they needed they needed the Philippines so that there was no way America could get a direct route into Japan. Right, there else, or else we can land our planes there and shits on. Yeah, God you know forbid. God forbid we would do something. You guys remember Japan. World War Three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in October 1944, U.S. forces landed in Leet in the Philippines, and it became a real possibility to the Japanese that the war in their homeland was possible. Fuck. I don't know who I'm rooting for. You're rooting for Dave in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Hiro and 42 other students were informed that they were going to help clean up that mess. Okay. Hiro immediately went home to say goodbye to his family, not knowing the next time he would see them. He's got a wife and kids? No, no, no. He's going oh, to his say, other family. He's, he's like his mom, his dad, okay. all that okay. stuff. Uh, his mother gave him a dagger, and as she handed it to him, she said, if you are taken captive, use this to kill yourself. Classic mom. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Cla- my mom said this when I was going to college. It's like a Classic Italian mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then I have a picture here. Oh, we got pictures. Yeah. Um, when I, the first time I killed myself uh, in a battle situation was So 19. this is him. Yeah, you can go that. to YouTube and see this on All Things Comedy, and that's Young Hero. There he is. Okay. He's got a nice hat. Pretty serious about his uniform. Yeah, he's serious. Right. No joke. Well, he's a Japanese guy. You didn't tell me that. Yes, I did. He's Japanese. He's Go from ahead. Japan. Very clear. Yeah, that whole uh, out. His name's Hiro Onoda. Uh, they took off in two bombers on December 17th, 1944. This is the Japanese soldiers. Two bombers? Yeah, two bomber planes. And they landed at Clark Air Force Base. Uh, and the next day, they went to Manila uh, in the Philippines. Yes, did- Dave. Does uh, does Japan control this part of the Philippines? Yes. Right now, okay. well, basically right now, Japan has this part of the gotcha. Philippines, right. but the Americans are coming to take it. And They're going to take it. We're going to fucking take it because we're fucking America. That's we're going to take we that shit. So when he gets to Manila, uh, he sees that the American bombers were already dropping leaflets. He picked one up and Great. they read, we are now in the South Pacific, hoping to ring in a happy new year with you. And this made Hero furious. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's way too nice. Yeah. Well, it's also, I think, a little sarcastic. But may, it might have been for the Islanders, but for whatever reason, he reads this, and he this is where his hatred for the Americans really starts. From a from a note, from a leaflet dropped. From I a mean, plane. let's let's reel it back a little bit. Well, the thing is that during the war, Roosevelt created a branch of the army that was devoted to leaflet dropping. The leaflets were a way to inform and warn enemy civilians, but it was also used as a way to psychologically affect the enemy. Well, it sounds like it worked the, it, right away. He was yeah. like, "God damn them!" Uh, uh, the the next war is going to be fought with post-its. I think tweets. Okay. Fair. I think it already is, actually, now that yeah. I really think yeah, about it. Yeah, we're doing it, it right now. It actually yeah. happened. Uh, the Germans used leaflets in World War II whoa, whoa, to whoa. affect who, the Allied soldiers. Who the Germans. The, who are the Germans? They're a big player. Why are you just throwing stuff in at the last second? The Germans are in World War II? Yep. Okay. Yep, big players. Huge players. Okay. Kind of the, you know, the Pippin in the musical Pippins. I guess maybe just don't <laughs> assume <laughs> I know stuff. Wish I hadn't led with that. Okay, sure. I thought you were the... Okay. Okay. No, this... I'm, uh, so the German leaflets were used to psychologically affect soldiers. One depicted a passionate kiss between a man and a woman and read, Farewell. Remember her last kiss? Gee, we were happy then. Together you spent marvelous times, lounging on beaches, dancing, enjoying parties galore, great. listening to the tunes of your favorite band. What's wrong with this? Well, if you're an American in Germany, you read that, you're like, oh, Miss Helen. Oh, uh, what if you didn't miss Helen, though? What if you're like, no. But then the you're thing, like, I need Helen. I need a Helen. Like, I got to get me a then Helen. Then things got weird. Fuck Helen. Also, I'm starting to realize I'm, I like dudes. I'm around a bunch of dudes right now. Dudes are pretty cool. So then they drop ones like, hey, the, it'll really complicate your mission. Don't shit where you eat. Go home and meet a nice guy. <laughs> that kid you played baseball with. Yeah, He's yeah, gay yeah. now. Gary. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. Gareth? I don't know who it is. Well, you're I'm Gareth. Not, right. Uh, Why well, are you jumping into my fantasies? Uh, can I hang out? <laughs> Can I just watch a little? I just want to. 
yeah, call yeah. A, I want to. I want you to bang a guy named Gary while I call him Gareth. Okay, that's fine. That's that's. And what he I'm corrects getting, you. That's what I'm getting paid for. Okay. Uh, so at the Air Force Base, Hiro met with his commanding officers. Among them was a Major Taniguchi. Hiro was told to go to Lubang uh, Island, where he was promoted to officer. Love Lubang, by the way. If you guys can ever get there, the pool. You love Lubang, so the I got a picture of Lubang. The pool at the Sheridan is ridiculous. So, oh, we got a we got an actual picture of Lubang. Well, oh, that's oh not very good. You brought up Adobe Show, Photoshop Express. You got Adobe Photoshop. Yeah, for this. Yeah, this happens. Right. Do you want to open the file and then uh, and then say okay? Where? Keep using. Whatever. This is terrible. Whatever. It's it's basically. Oh, I can touch the screen. Oh, it's a touch screen? No, that's not working. Okay, whatever. The point is, there's a picture. It's very green. Uh, yeah, this is just a picture of some guy. This is a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, so it is a picture of... Do you want to see if you can get it going, Aaron? Because uh, I think that's going to be a problem for the others. Uh, this is bullshit, Aaron. So it is an extremely precipitous island, had high mountains that were covered by jungle. It was full of rice farmers. And when there, Hiro met with General Muto, oh. who simply told him the war is, quote, not going well at the moment. That's not something you want to hear from a general? Not at all. Oh, this is... Okay, so you could see. Oh, that's nice. There's a guy in it. Is that the soldier? No, no, no. That's just some dude. I couldn't find one of it just on its own. Well, Hero looks pretty good. He also that's looks very hero. casual. That's not Hero. Okay, so it's a nice. So you could swim in the lagoon. You got a lot of sure, mountains. there for you vacation. Got a he's there for can... war. Okay, yeah. well, you know, take a break during war. Catch a, not... catch, a, catch a swim. I remember when I was a kid, my mother was driving me somewhere, and we were talking about war, and I was like... So during war, you're allowed to sort of say, I need a minute. This is lunch or something. I was like six. And she was like, boy, my son's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> or like seven. Um, so uh, it's full of rice farmers. When there, mm-hmm. he met the general. He said it's not going well. Yep. Uh, he then looked at Hero and said that Hero's mission was going to be to blow up a pier and an airfield if the Americans were approaching. Got it. A job that proved daunting because General Muto thought it was a better tactic for the Japanese to try to, kill, uh, try to keep that area. So on the morning of January 3rd, uh, Hiro awoke to someone screaming, screaming, enemy fleet sighted. Fuck. And by February 28th, 1945, it was starting to hit Lubang. Uh, They started with bombs on parachutes, mortars, guns, and explosions that rang out all over the island. Bombs on parachutes. Big player. So slow, slow bomb coming in. Yeah. And those those drive soldiers crazy, too, because... You see it coming. Yeah. And and there's tons of them. Yeah, when they drop them, it's just like I mean, it looks so like you those can't little, run around and catch them. Soldiers, you get at a birthday party. Yeah, 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 kid. yeah. But you can't run around and catch them in a car, in a, like in a cartoon, because there's too many. I mean, it might be fun to try. I would try it. I'd give it a whirl yeah, if, I, me, I if, if it was a birthday party. I could catch a bomb. Um. So and then uh, the Marines moved in. They were guarded by four tanks. Needless mm-hmm. to say, Hero's side was outmatched. General Muto had a kidney infection, and he was laid out drinking coconut milk. Well, fucking kill yourself. Hero lamented not wiring the pier and the airfield, seeing the level of screwed they were. Yeah. Hero urged the men to move into the mountains where it was more covered by trees. But the morale was low, and everyone seemed pretty resigned to the idea that they were just going to kill themselves instead honorably. So uh, right. Why not go into the mountains and fight? Well, I mean, but that, that's a great place for guerrilla tactics, but he's trying yeah. to get people. So seeing their impending defeat, Hiro Inada located two soldiers, Private First Class Kazuka and Corporal Shimada. Love these guys. And uh, they Kazuka ran... Kazuka and Shimada. Kazuka and Shimada. They're quite a pair. Shimada and Kazuka. No, no, no. That's in the rider. Kazuka will not perform if Shimada's name is first. You know that. Shizuka and Kamada. Shizuka? You're combining them now, <laughs> and that's not okay. They've morphed. Uh, so those three all ran to the mountains, and they hid from the Americans. 
Uh, Shizuka. What? Chicago. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so the coast became clear after a few days, and they started. What do you mean the coast became clear? Well, there weren't as like it was. There was gunfire was sort of subsiding. It sort of felt like it probably hadn't gone well for the people of Japan. Okay, um, but they were still afraid to return. But they hid in the mountains. Uh, so they were able to survive up there by making a low smoke fire sure. and uh, making dishes uh, to eat that were basically banana or heavily featured banana. Um, and the sounds yeah. of war really stopped. They were up there until like August. The sounds of war had stopped. So they, when, they when how many months is that? They came there in February. So they're so there they've been up there like six months. They're up there for a long time, okay. like just waiting, waiting it out. There's still activity, but they're not coming into what's the mountains. On, or when they are coming on? to the mountains, they're hiding and they're sort of what's you know, going on socially. Are they getting along? Socially, yeah, things are tense. Things are tense because you know they're very afraid and uh, they're eating only banana. Mm-hmm. You know, so banana's good though. Yeah, not as every meal. It's not an every mealer. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the banana diet? I have not. Yeah, this guy uh, invented it in Japan and the Philippines in uh, the forties. Oh, that's what the story is. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, welcome same aboard. Deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, it wasn't until October 1945 when there was contact with the enemy again, but it was nonviolent. On the 15th, Hiro saw a leaflet on the ground that said in Japanese, "Quote: The war ended on August 15th." Come down from the mountains. I'll buy that in a second. The men, all, the men all looked at each other. Was this true? At the highest rank, Hiro studied it and deemed it was a fraud. Fuck yeah. It was a curious coincidence, though. Buying that shit. Because it had all, the activity had stopped in August. And oddly enough, Dave, the war had indeed ended. No. It was announced on August 15th, 1945, and it was made official on September 2nd. What well, caused, then why are you sending sneaky notes? Well, this is not sneaky. If this is make, not... If, this is not someone likes you in class. Well, then send note. a note that says, uh, hey, invade down down in the valley. No, 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 no. They're going... They're, reverse psychology. I don't know if that's reverse. That would get a lot more people killed, probably, if you think about it. You haven't thought about it. Um, and what caused the war to end was, you know, obviously that the U.S. dropped two atomic bombs on Japan. What in the fuck are you talking about? Oh, we're just incorrigible. We're scamps. Sorry, everyone. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't think America would ever do that. America's a really good country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next yeah. thing you're going to tell me is that Japan tried to surrender first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so Hiro's training had not only taught him to brainwash and confuse an enemy, but that the enemy was trying to do the same to him. Yeah, yeah. So he saw that in this leaflet, and instead of telling the men to surrender, he told them to use this time to learn the terrain for when it was time for the Japanese counterattack. Is the letter in English? It's in Japanese. So they've all read it. They've the read it. The two dudes. Yeah, they all read it. They all read it, and they're all looking at him like, what so do you So him, him and Laverne and Shirley, they've all read the they're fucking Laverne letter. Laverne and Shirley, Shimada and Kazuka. Same thing in Japanese, Laverne and no, Shirley. no. Shlemiel. No, Shemazel. Hots and pepper. Let's corporate. go to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm telling you. There was, an, and it was a new leaflet. And it, uh, oh, uh, sorry. On December 1945, a B-17 bomber flew overhead and dropped leaflets all over the area where the men were, mainly where they were. This was a new leaflet. Yeah. And the front had uh, orders to surrender from mm -hmm. the great Gen General Yamashita. Mm -hmm. And on the back was a map of the area where the guys were circled in red. And the three men gathered, and Hiro weighed in. So they know they're there. It's pretty clear that they know where they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the three men gathered, and Hiro weighed in. He believed this to also be false. Yeah. The men wondered why. 
There were a few issues, Hiro thought. First, on there, it said it would be they would be hauled off to Japan. Thank you. Hauled seemed like a strong term. That's a fucked up word. Seemed threatening. The second red flag was that it was called a, quote, direct imperial order, which Hiro wasn't sure was a thing. The other men agreed, and this was also deemed fake. Yes! Hiro also saw no world in which the Japanese would wave the white flag. Thank you, or They would lose. battle until there was nothing left. That's right. But that is the mentality that was instilled yeah. in him in this training, is like, A, people are going to be like trying to mess with you all the time, Yeah. and B, this war, it might be 100 years. Like, literally. Have you, have you ever seen a Japanese prank show? I wouldn't think they'd surrender. This, it would be great to see this with a little camera in the corner of people reacting to his story. Yes. I guess that's your role. Let's get a camera on Dave. Oh, we already have one. Uh, so uh, when 1946 rolled around, uh, there were fewer and fewer gunshots. One day, however, they thought they heard an enemy approaching. They quickly saw it was a fellow Japanese soldier, fourth private class Dave. Sorry, I'm doing uh, dramatic. But this is, the, nobody, the video is less than the audio, so oh, you should pay attention to the story. But I was doing good reactions. Yeah, but there's complicated stuff in here, so it's, okay. you know, you should listen. Okay. Uh, there were fewer and fewer gunshots. One day, however, they thought they heard an enemy approaching. They quickly saw it was a fellow Japanese soldier, fourth private class Akatsu. Kill him. Uh, there were a few other stragglers in the mountains at this Why didn't time, he kill and himself? he was among them. Why didn't he kill himself? Well, you'll find that Akatsu, if you look at these four guys, like uh, the cast of Multiplicity, Akatsu would be the fourth copy. Okay. So he's like the one who's like he's stapling his shoe and like yeah, licking not, it and calling he's it. he's not great. Yeah, he's not great. He, uh, he's like Lenny and Squeaky. No, I really would I not. It. I'd rather not it. frame it's it It's called like painting a, a fucking Shirley. picture. Oh, God. Uh, so he joined them, and they soon realized that not only was he useless, but he was also hungry. And now they were forced well, into rationing. fuck this guy? Why are we bringing in a hungry guy? How many bananas do we have? There's a lot of bananas. Okay. Bananas are pretty ubiquitous. So the food situation wasn't easy. It was mainly banana. Uh-huh. They would slice them with the skin on and wash them. They would then boil them in coconut milk. It was, mm. quote, not good, but what we ate most of the time. And, then, and now their their name is officially the Pasty Shitters, right? Yeah, for sure. Fair. They got jackets. Totally fair. <laughs> Totally fair. How you guys feeling? <laughs> I hate bananas. We all hate bananas. Send a lot of toilet paper. Listen, we're not going to talk about how much we hate bananas anymore, okay? We've talked about how much we hate bananas. I'll tell you what's not going to make the bananas taste better is talking about how bad they are. Yeah, okay? can I just say one thing, though? Not a fan of bananas. Yeah, no, none of us are. Okay. We talk about how bad bananas are? Yeah. This conversation is ending. Okay. This conversation is ending oh, right I, now. Can I talk about something else then? Oh, man, the bananas are great. They're really fucking great. I really want more bananas. I see what you're doing. Hey, can we have more bananas? Yes, we can. Because they're fucking great. Well, that's all we can have. Uh, so they would cut them out. Uh, they, they would also uh, poach from farmers. So they would uh, steal cows. So wait, there's fucking farmers cruising around? Not, No, not cruising around. They basically, they're like living in the mountains in this jungle. And if they go down at oh, night. Down the valley. Down into like Get where the islanders chicken. are. They can, there's a lot of farmers. There's yeah. rice farmers. Yeah. And some of the farmers have uh, animals. So they Fuck would it. go down there and they would poach. Uh, they would take rice. And then they would also poach cows. Uh, from the farmers, how they would do it is they would they would cut the they would kill the cow, then they would carry the cow up, they would disembowel the Jesus cow, Jesus Christ, and they would cook the meat for three days in a row. What the fuck is happening? And they right would now? eat it. Then on day four, no, hold no, you don't just go on day four. Who's like, hey, let's go down and kill a cow? Is anybody else like that's a big fucking animal? Do you remember the banana debate? Of 1940, whatever. Well, they don't have a is? fucking fridge or anything. What are they gonna do with a fucking cow? I'm telling you, there's a plan. Okay. So they cook the meat for three days in a row. How long does it take him to get up the hill? With the cow? Yeah. It's a while. It's a bit of a hike. Okay. It's not great. 
Uh, so they cut it. They they would cut open the cow. They would cook the meat. They would eat, cook and eat the meat for three days in a row. They basically do that on a little grill. Then on the fourth day, they would put as much beef in the pot as they could, and they would boil it. And they would keep doing this with the meat that remained every two days to keep it from rotting. Uh, no, no, what? So every day they're recooking no, no, no. this meat so what that it doesn't rot. What are you talking rot. about? Dude, they need their proats, bro. Who came up with this fucking idea? They need their idea? proats. They need Is this Hero's idea? Uh, yeah. Reboiling meat? Well, that's how you keep it. You don't fucking reboil meat. I'll tell you what, this cow did not die in vain. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think it's weirder to eat it in an out burger. This is fucking diarrhea city at this point. Are <laughs> you really worried about the bells? <laughs> uh, so uh, this would last them four months if they ate one, one piece cow. a day. One cow would last... With a side of bananas. Well, one cow would, like, last uh, one person four months, technically. Uh, They would also dry some for long-term snacking. Fun. Uh, There were also water buffaloes available, but they didn't taste good. Or there was horse meat, which, while it was tender, had an odor. That's pretty good, though. So the main dish... You can ride the horse up the hill and then kill it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is actually... That is actually the move. (laughs) As a vegetarian. So, wait, you're saying four months. How long have they been there? Oh, at this point, they've been there for... uh, Almost two years. Okay, but the war ended in uh, two years ago? The war ended in 1945, and now they're in 1946. Okay, that's... So they've been here for a couple of years. So hanging yeah. out in the mountains. Yeah, eating bananas and cows. Yeah. Yeah, and good cows, healthy cows. Uh, and, uh, and so they would basically... The main dish was rice, banana with cow meat. Uh, by April, at the end of that year, the other men who were in the mountains had surrendered. So there were other, like, soldiers... There were other groups. Yeah, there were other groups and yeah, stuff, yeah. By, but this, this time they'd all surrendered. They started giving up. Uh, this cause- to go home in fucking shame for being alive, cowards. Right? I mean, should have killed yourself. Yeah. Uh, this caused more leaflets to drop, again, sure. urging the four remaining men to pack it in. Because every time a dude rolls in out of the forest, they're like, holy fuck, what is happening up there? Yeah. And it- How are you guys living? And they're like, we just keep boiling cows for four months. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Basically, they are like... And then they-, they tell them, and people are like, well, how, how was your diarrhea? And they're really like, the, bad. Whole, the whole mountain is really bad. full of diarrhea. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a bad mountain. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so the leaflets uh, had notes telling the men to surrender. Quote, nobody is searching for you now but Japanese. Come out. Can nobody cares anymore. Please come out. We, don't, we really don't give a shit. Seriously. We're going to start inventing electronics. Stop eating nanas and jerky. Uh, but hero. That'd be so great if they were eating old, old women, nanas. No, 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 not nanas. Or, or those cookies. <laughs> or both. Nana brought nanas. <laughs> She's the best. They're both gone. Yeah. <laughs> Snacks. Oh, oh no. Uh, so Hiro saw through this leaflet uh-huh. uh, that uh, asked them to surrender. He believed that the surrendered soldiers were being forced to do this by their captors. Sure. Hiro Anada was getting used to their BS. No matter how specific the note, Hiro saw through it. Notes like, quote, Lieutenant Donada, we have established, established contact with the search party. Please come out. We are at point X. Calling this whole area. Please come to this point. We're tossed aside as enemy tactics. How do they know the names Weak of these guys? Because they know, well, first of all, the other guys, the other groups of people who were up there. Oh, they come out and they're like, there's a fucking, there's a fucking, there's Laverne Shirley up there. There's a Letty and Squiggy. There's a. These guys keep biting their palms when hot <laughs> stuff happens. <laughs> A ten, there's a Fonzie. And we think there's they're a writing whole, a musical about Chicago. There's a whole crew up there. And the diarrhea is not good. I gotta tell you something. There's a reason they call that place Diarrhea Mountain. Wh- why, Dad? <laughs> First of all, bananas. But secondly, have you ever eaten three-month-old cow that you've boiled 94 times? Yeah, if you've it's- been to McDonald's. Uh, but that didn't stop constant leaflet dropping. And uh, maybe it was affecting... Well, just go up there. Uh, n- well, uh, that's... Okay, relax, bro. 
Well, they've been dropping leaflets for nine years. Because they're basically going like, hey, guys, it's over. Come, You would think, I think they think that these people are going to be like, oh, okay, for sure. It's in Japanese. It's got, like, specific stuff from generals. Roll up in a Japanese uniform. You're a, the fucking commander and go, hey, guys. You're not in gonna- charge of this. Jesus Christ. What is happening right now? So it was starting to affect the guys, the least. starting to affect me. Uh, Hiro, Shimada, Akatsu, and Kazuka were all sort of, at this point, one night over dinner, Akatsu, the bad hungry one, yeah. asked, Lieutenant, don't you suppose the war is really ended? He's got to take his hat off for that moment. Can we? Can we oh, because he because he's in charge. But he's like, can we really get fucking serious here yeah. right now? Don't you suppose the war There's is really ended? There's four of us. Do you not have friends? Is that why you don't want to go back? Because you don't have any friends and you want a fucking little crew of guys you can tell what to do. Hero is silent. Fools. Shimada broke the silence. Uh, I sort of have that. I sort of have that feeling too. I feel like it has. Shimada. Shlemiel. <laughs> Shimada. <laughs> Uh, annoyed at this foolishness, Hiro said that there was a way to find out. At this point, he was the highest ranking member. He would go down there and check. Okay. If he came back, then they would know the war was over. Cool. Which, again, it was. But if he didn't, then they would know it was still going on. You keep saying that, like it is, but we don't know for sure it is. No, for sure is. For sure is. We don't know that for certain. Yeah. Uh, so as he got ready, he grabbed two grenades, and that was all he's taking. Uh, but yeah. that was when Kazuka stood up. He said that Hiro didn't need to do that. Not over what were clearly fake leaflets. This made the other two men back down and agree that they were wrong and that the quad should stay up there and stay the course. I mean, this is a group of fucking idiots. Can Jesus. we just... Can we Rude. Just, they're idiots. Rude. Uh, so they would all share one tent and they moved around a lot so that one the enemy tent? wouldn't be able to trap them. How does the story get worse every time you tell a detail? Rainy season was hard because it lasted from July until October. <laughs> what the fuck? So that's, that's a lot of the time. That's a good oh amount of the time. God. Uh, and they don't have new clothes, so they smell. Oh, yeah. And I imagine their clothes just started falling dude, they off. Ran, dude, they ran up there. They just ran up yeah, there with nothing. guns. They didn't grab anything. That's all they had. A couple of grenades. Guns. And that was it. They ran up there. They've just, their clothes have got to be in tatters at this point. Yeah. Uh, so the less they saw of the American soldiers, the more they saw of the Lubang Islanders. If they saw Islanders, they would shoot gun in the air to scare the, in the air to scare them off. Sure, I do that. If they were spotted, they would shoot to kill and run away and yeah. change locations. By the way, still a tradition today. If you visit there, uh, yeah, a fun tradition. Yeah, yeah, you can shoot it. Only one sign though. Yeah. Just seems foolish fine. in retrospect. It's fine. The amount of dead. Uh, in 1949, four years after the war had ended, Akatsu had tried to escape three times from the group to surrender unsuccessfully. That's the, why, don't, why don't you just kill one. yourself, though? Well, I mean, I think at this point, like, because they're not going to be captured. It's if you're like, if, if he goes down there and the war is actually over, it'll be okay. Like, that's what the leaflets are saying. Like, if you come down, it's cool. They're not like misleading them. So you don't have to kill yourself. Yeah. The honorable suicide thing comes into play. Like, if you are going to be captured, a dead person is better than a jailed person. First of all, you don't tell me. I will tell you anything. What I'll tell you. Honorable suicide. I is. will tell you what honorable suicide is. Ever talk to me like that again? Uh, Hiro knew that if Akatsu actually did get away, he would tell the enemy uh, in the war what they. Be- uh, sorry, Hiro knew he would tell the enemy in the war that he believed he w- that was still happening. Everything he knew. This is if Akatsu gets away. Right, he's gonna but be that was better than having him around. He was that annoying. Oh yeah. So Akatsu ended up splitting. You know, from the group, yeah, and he ended up spending six months lost in the jungle alone after he left. Now, this is what? a guy who was not ready for this. How did he not this. get down to the fucking village or the people? It's high. These 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 are high. These are like you know these are tall mountains. So but, how did they get the fucking cows up there? 
They're, they're, I mean, they're care. Look, these are guys who are fighting for survival, and they are. They truly are like machines. Like the Akatsu isn't. The other three guys are, especially two well, of the fuck guys. Fuck Akatsu. So Akatsu wanders off. So he's lost for six months. They eventually find him, and after just full of bananas. At, uh, just so, oh, <laughs> just so the, full of bananas. But met, so this guy couldn't survive with the four. Like yeah. he was annoying. So by yeah. himself, probably not a good run. Yeah. Uh, after he was found, he made contact via a note. For the three men near a campsite that read, quote, when I surrendered, the Philippine troops greeted me as a friend, end quote. It was indeed, it was indeed in his handwriting. So this was when, uh, this was followed by more aerial activity looking for the men. But Hiro didn't buy it. No. No. Akatsu was a prisoner being forced to do this, he thought. They That's moved right. camp. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right, for sure. Yeah. Even though the war ended four years ago. No, it didn't. Uh, okay. The next day, a new tactic was used when they began hearing messages blasted over loudspeakers that yeah. said in Japanese, yesterday, we dropped leaflets from an airplane. You have three days, that is 72 hours, in which to surrender. In the event that you do not surrender in that time, we will probably have no alternative but to send a task force after you. Well, fucking bring it, because I'm up here, I'm f- I got fucking cows and bananas, and I can go all fucking year. So every Every part of the loudspeaker did seem legit, but Hiro thought that the use of 72 hours was odd. Jesus Christ. It sounded like a translation to him. So he's, so was he always a paranoid lunatic? No, I don't think, I think they instilled this in the army. I think they really did. I think they were in the army. They were like, you need to. No matter what. Yes. Mislead. And they're going to do the same. What, you know, something to that effect. Uh, so they basically trained lunatics to go in the mountains. Well, they weren't supposed to go in the mountains, but we have trained lunatics <laughs> in the mountains now. Okay. Um, uh, so he thought it sounded like a translation. That was not how a Japanese person would have phrased that. Right. He said he was impressed by the accent, though. Whoever did it had done their homework. But if anything, to Hiro, this was evidence that the war yeah. was indeed still going on. It was a little bit like reading an American sushi menu, if it's, I'm being honest. It seemed desperate to him. Yeah. Shimadu, uh, Shimada and Kazuka agreed. Hiro was still hung up on the idea that if the war had ended, someone would have been sent to discharge them. Thank you. Beyond that, Japan would never surrender. The mission was too important. Nothing could change that. Japan wouldn't surrender until everyone was dead. He really believed that. Well, sure enough, after 72 hours, there was a surge of Philippine search parties looking for the men. All right. Uh, They would rotate between hiding and shooting to scare scare them uh, to what they, they, and obviously they thought these search parties were also fake. Uh, they also had an advantage of living in the mountains for years, and at this point, knew the mountains better than even the islanders. Of course they did. Yeah. It's, they're fucking island now. At this point, I think the islanders should leave. They got cows up there, bro. They, anybody who can carry a cow to the top of a mountain owns the mountain. This is like when a party, like a group of cool people go to do cocaine. Are you in the cocaine room or are you in the lame-ass party room? Why are they the cool people, though? It Sorry, like what did I say? Room? Cool people? Yeah, it seems like the lame, lame people. people. <laughs> lame people. Let's move on. Uh, in February of 1952, seven years after the war had ended, February 1952, seven wars, a Philippine Air Force plane flew above, above them and shouted their names over a loudspeaker while dropping leaves. Their own, their own names, full name. Full name. The, I mean, at some point you got to be like, man, this war is super focused. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. it's just a really There's focused war. a lot war. of money going towards us. Yeah, they're really into us. I think we're important kills of this. Maybe, maybe perhaps, just, I'm going to just throw this out, guys. Maybe this war is actually about bananas and cows. And maybe we're fucking winning. Did you ever think about that? (laughs) We got to eat more bananas. And cow. Uh, So there were a few different leaflets that were dropped on that day. This is when the loudspeaker is shouting their names on repeat. Uh, One of them appeared to be a letter from Hiro's brother, Toshio. Uh, In it, he said that the war had ended and that the family missed him and that he could leave. Uh, 
Kazuka and Shimada also had letters from their families. I assume these letters are a little more detailed than what you're saying. Well, there's a lot of them, but yeah, but no, essentially it's like, yeah, it's like his brother's, I mean, yeah. essentially it's, yeah. So it's it's like, like you have, you have. It's me, your, your brother. Fa- your favorite toy was this when you were a kid, blah, blah, blah. It's, no, it's not that specific. I don't think. Our mom was pretty hot. I know that's a weird thing to say in a letter right now, but. Oh my God, I hope they don't only give me one piece. <laughs> Shit, I just talked to him. I can only use this one. All right, look, mom was kind of hot. Yeah. Anyway, you can leave. Don't you miss us? How hot do you think mom was, though? Check a box. Come back. We got to talk about mom. <laughs> All right. Dibs. Been I up here a long mom. time, man. Uh, so Hero studied his, and he shook his head. And yeah. he said that the Yankees had really outdone themselves it's, this time. It's off, isn't it? The other men, who had been up there long enough listening to Hero, also found issues. They scrutinized everything, and Hero took real issue with Shimada's family pick the most. The letter had called the picture ones of their, quote, immediate family. But in the pick, there was a relative who was not immediate family. What the fuck? But just family. Well, who's this guy? It's like an uncle or something. It's just some fucking random? And that was it. The whole thing was called Yeah, BS. of course. More fake news. Because they put a fucking uh, fake guy in a family. Not what a kind of fucking guy. shenanigans are they up to? Oh, boy. I know who my family is. That guy's not in my family. Give me more boiled cow. Uh, <laughs> Sir, it's... It's only banana time. What? We're out of cow. I thought this was cow day. We couldn't find a cow, so we're going to have to do banana. Banana. Hey, listen. Banana. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. Banana. Listen. Oh, banana. I can't do banana. No, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Here's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to do what we did a couple weeks ago. Remember we said it was good when we pretended we were eating chicken and Uh it was the banana? Okay. We're going to do that again. So So let's make the chicken noises and let's just eat the banana. Okay, so it's seven years. Banana. Banana. So then about a month later, more loudspeaker announcements. A month later? Yeah. They had they they were a month later. They're like these guys are these guys are uh, they're not buying the family <laughs> shit. I knew he should have put that fake Uncle Jesse in there. It's because Toshio wrote that thing about his mother. She's pretty hot though. She is hot. Uh, so when they take a look at the setup, they found uh, a Japanese newspaper had been left for them. Uh-huh. It was the first newspaper uh, that they had seen in seven years. Nobody thought to fucking in. do this right off the bat. Now it's suspicious. In there was an article about Lieutenant Colonel. Nobuhiko Jimbo, sounds a little weird, who had negotiated peace between the nations and helped end the war. Come that on. article was circled in red. The men studied it. They looked to Hiro, who called the newspaper real, but he called the article candied poison. Boom. It looked good, but was deadly. Thank so you. real paper, fake article. Thank you. Nice try. I didn't want to say it, but that was- Fake news. That is fucking clear. Fake news. It's clearly fake news. Fake news. In 1953, Shimada was shot in the leg while trying to scare some fishermen. We've all been there. Well, Jesus Christ. We've all been Why there. is he scaring fishermen? He's to get what, now, what, now what war are we fucking fighting? Are we just scaring random fishermen? Well, I think it's in... I, first of all, he might have just been like out walking around. Like He probably doesn't look very good. Yeah, no, at this point, they look like they're like yeah, the they missing look like link. Sh- yeah, they're not they look looking like good. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so he got shot in the leg. And immediately, they got him back, and Hiro made a tourniquet, and they got him out. Oh. Uh, the wound yeah. was bad, though. And Cut since they off. had no medicine, Hiro had to make a splint for his leg. Hiro would then suck the blood out from around the wound and cover it with cow fat every day. This went on for 40 days. Hey, uh, 
just so everybody knows, uh, go go ahead and kill me. Yeah. Go ahead and wrap it up. I'm good. I'm good with that. That's when you like are like, give yeah, me yeah, banana yeah. to take no, away the just, taste of shimada. Cram a banana in my eye. Just do something bad right now. Because the Ugh, uh, if I'm ever in a mountain for seven years and then I get shot, and you start putting calf fat on me. Fuck it, it's not working out. How about when your bro is down there giving you like woundalingus? That part I like. Okay, interesting. Uh, now somehow Shimada turned out he's going to be okay. However, that was physically something had changed in him. Yeah, he got shot by he the talk- fisherman. He talked about his family more. He pondered if his grandfather was dead or if his eldest daughter was dating. Um, this is depression. he also when he left his wife was pregnant so he's like was it a boy or girl uh, Shimada was fixated on the leaflets as well he would talk to himself a lot and reply with a oh nothing when asked what he'd yeah, said yeah 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 that's so, just a dude fucking kicking it in a banana forest that's classic stuff so he'd say oh nothing when they were like what, what, what was going on he's like nothing so then one day Hiro snuck up behind him Uh-oh. to hear what he was saying and when he, when he, he snuck, snuck up, behind, up on well, him just to hear him he snuck up on a guy to hear him talking to himself he that's where we're at now so he sneaks in the guy and Shimada's looking at a picture of his family and he's muttering 10 years 10 whole years and it had been 10 years. That's a long fucking time. On May 7th, 1954, Shimada was in some shade close to their tent when an Islander man was making some noise. Kill him. Hiro spotted and fired two shots at him. Yeah. The man screamed and retreated, but Shimada stood up with his gun pointing to nowhere in particular. He was spooked. Hiro and Kazuka could only watch in horror when suddenly a bullet shot Shimada in the head. He was dead instantly. Is he okay? He's dead. In- no, he got shot in the head dead instantly. Is he okay, though? He's not going to make it. What if Hiro runs over and starts sucking on it? Get the cow fat! Get the cow fat! Um, but ha- the truth is, had he gone home, it probably wouldn't have been great either because his uh, wife had already married his younger brother. Oh, fuck. Now, so, what's her fucking problem? She was sick of this guy. So don't marry the brother. Jesus fucking Christ. He looks like him. It's good stuff. It's like when you replace a cat with a cat. You know, it looks like the other cat. Holy shit. That's not what well, it's like. like when you're the president and you... Replace your. That means she was always into the brother. Let's be fucking honest. Before he went off to a war, a younger, hotter version no of Shimada. Way, gimme, gimme, gimme. There's no way she wasn't fucking him gimme. during the fucking war or before yeah, the for fucking sure. war. No, not before. I don't think that's fair. Bullshit. I think when your husband is you gone already for got, three, four you years, you don't fuck his brother. Well, you don't hear anything. Your brother's there. He's comforting you. You know, it gets late. All of a sudden, you know the. The restrictions that were put on you before aren't there because you needed someone to console you. And here you are, just the two kids in the night wondering what's going on, and someone brings out some wine. Well, you have a little bit of that, and next thing you know, it's later than it should be. You should go home. But it's cold, and you don't want to. And he doesn't want you to either. That's when someone comes up, and a back massage turns into a sweet little neck kiss. And you know where a neck kiss goes. Right to the bedroom. After that, you've already sinned. What's the point of not having another morning sin? Well, then you can't get them out of your goddamn head. Weeks go by. Massages. Sex. It's nonstop. Should but I? you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You have to. You, sh- you should. Should I be And here? I'll tell you what. Huh? Oh, should sorry. 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 Should I go? Sorry. No, no, no. Stay. I mean, go. Go and then come back in like 10 minutes. I hope they fuck and I hope every night they fucking wake up and they smell bananas and they don't know what's happening. Well, and you know what's happening? That's the fucking ghost of Shimada. No, that's unfair. Uh, So then there's two. Hiro and Kazuka. Now, the death of Shimada was reported. I thought there were... no, what happened a, to the third guy? A, remember, Akatsu went off and got oh, lost in the jungle right. for six months alone. But then he came back. He No, he didn't come back. Oh, he, he, left left, he left a note, a note in one yeah, of their camp And he areas. was like, hey, guys, it's pretty cool. Hey, guys, here. it's all good. 
Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. Okay, uh, so the death of Shimada was reported uh, and caused the people of Japan to protest, wanting the other two soldiers back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, like, people know that uh, Hi- uh, that Hiro and Kazuka are alive. It's, four, it's and 55, and people are like, we got a couple of bros up there in the mountains. So this results... First of all, second of all, we're losing a lot of cows. <laughs> that's, that's true, too. Peter was like, we also have a protest. So it was an Islander guy. It was a, uh, some, yeah, some Filipino town's well, guy who shot... And these attacks are, like, happening, you know, fairly regularly. But the, yeah. sh- but the Shimada one, yeah, there's confirmation that there are two other guys, that it's Hiro and... Uh, and uh, I assume the, the Filipino villagers or whatever do not are not enjoying no, the fact that there's no. some crazy Japanese yeah, well, guys living up in the mountains. Yeah. Because like, they're also taking their food and stuff. They're taking their food and they're shooting. They're and they still, they still think an active war is going on in every Philippine, every islander, they would call them the Lubang Islanders, every one of them, uh, they would just assume was an enemy. So yeah, yeah. If, if they ran off, I they weren't an enemy. But if they were shooting back, then it was viewed as, you know, a threat. And that was enough to shoot at. I, I still do that. If I go on va- wherever I go on vacation as an American, I view. You're any, allowed to. I view anybody. How long until we start looking for that? International gun permits. As an enemy. We want international gun permits. So if you, if you have a hotel, you're, you're my enemy. Even though I'm staying there. You're my, the bartender's an enemy. The bell, the bell boys, enemy. The bell boys, the guys who carry <laughs> what year, the luggage. What? Uh, it's time to the flight women. <laughs> the what? No, good lord! All right, we're moving on. Uh, so after this, sort of results in a national movement in Japan um, to go get these guys, and the result of that was that uh, what they did instead was uh, they didn't. They went and collected bones of dead soldiers uh, from World War II. Wait, and what? You guessed it. More leaflets. Wait, what? What do you mean they we, we so went like on a people, bone hunt? Pe- people are basically so at the like, end of this they go on a bone hunt. Yeah, it's fun. What the fuck? Well, it's fun. Come on, it's Japan, like a... get your shit together. So within ten days, an air force plane dropped leaflets saying, "Hiro, Kazuka, the war has ended." Uh, and then there was more search parties, and the search party could not find them because they were so good at covering their tracks. Yeah. Uh, one day, on a walk. Hiro spotted a Japanese flag that had his the names of his family members on it. It's a fucking warning as far as I'm concerned. Hiro decided this was a fake. The biggest tell was that his brother's wife's signature, and her name was spelled Y-A-S-U-E, looked like the E was left out. But Hiro didn't think this was a fake message from the Americans. He thought this was a message from Japan to him through the Americans. Sure, the Americans dropped it. But that was Japanese trickery. With all these leaflets that came from America, the Japanese were probably worried that Hiro may give in. So they probably gave the U.S. the flag to drop it, saying it will help them, uh, help them get him to give up. But they used the subtle misspelling in the signature as a way to signal that a counterattack would happen. Hiro told Kazuka his theory, and Kazuka obviously totally agreed. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes total sense. It's easy to explain. At this point, none of this doesn't not make sense. It's all coming together. So they believe that the Japanese counterattack is days away. Fuck yes. They did enjoy the leaflets, though, because it was good to see their families. But sometimes the work of the Americans was so sloppy. For instance, one leaflet had a picture of Kazuka's family standing in front of a house that wasn't theirs. Quote, how do you expect me to believe this, Kazuka asked. Jesus. Why would my family be standing in front of a new house that doesn't belong to us? Holy shit. This is it's exactly like so the fucking propaganda here is so sloppy. It's deep. You get, first of deep. all, they're coming up with the wrong people that don't even belong in the family. Now it's fake fucking houses. 
Fake news. This is a fucking shit show. The leaflets were also printed on cheap paper, which meant to the pair that they were probably being dropped en masse, uh, which in turn meant the Japanese had armies all over the Philippines. So they think that, like, very specific leaflets are being dropped in specific areas, I guess. Um, No, that all makes sense. Years went by and routine solidified. Now, when you say years... I mean, we're at about, you know, we're somewhere in... I mean, we're about we're about 10 to 12 years now. It's about 12 years now. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you just go talk to someone? They had a few places. Like, wouldn't you just roll into to the village and be like, hey, man, can I ask you a question, bro? No. That, dude, when they go to the village, they were like, we're going to take hostages if we need to. Uh, so they had a few places where they would settle. They made huts and they would break them down to stash the pieces so they could rebuild them when they returned. Yeah, yeah. For safety, they moved around a lot and never stayed in a spot more than three nights when it wasn't raining. During the rainy season, they made a bamboo hut and they stayed inside it for longer stretches and it was lined with coconut leaves. Oh. Inside of it, they made a rock stove to cook. And that looked- I, uh, my dad and I made a rock stove during Vietnam when we were trapped on an island. Does your picture not work? Yeah, it works. So there's a rock stove. So this is, oh. these are actually Hero's drawings. So they would do stuff like That's this. That's pretty good rock stove. Yeah, and a good drawing of it. Um, but yeah, they would so, they would make stuff like that. So they're cooking up. They're I mean, they're basically having they're having a good time as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's a great place to right cook there. up all your it bananas. Said the, right underneath the stove, uh, underneath the stove, it said we shot a cow. We shot a cow. Yeah, and yeah. they're bragging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the conditions were brutal. There yep. were five types of ants on the mountain that had stingers. The stings would swell up immediately. Hero called the island one big ant hill. Once Hero got stung on his eardrum, and he couldn't hear out of his ear for a week. Okay, so let me just say this right now. I'm out. I'm out after two days. I'm out. For I was sure. out. I was out a for long time sure. ago. You never brought up ants. Uh, uh, how do you not fucking start with ants? It was. Un- oh, by the way, <laughs> there more. are ants. Like that's it, how you tell a story. It wasn't uncommon to be attacked by a swarm of bees, Fuck. or to find a centipede or a scorpion where what? you slept. Rats were around nine inches long. This is the devil's dominion. And the snakes were as wide as a thigh. Jesus, what the fuck is happening? Laundry was hard because clothes would not only get dirty, but literally rot. Uh, Like you were talking about. The trousers would rot in the knees, the seat, the bottoms, and the crotch, which I think is everywhere. Uh, So they would make a needle out of wire, and they would use some thread from the tent and a piece of canvas from the tent to patch up their clothes. But there was no soap, so sometimes they would just boil their clothes. What in the fuck? They're good. And Back they eat to the, the fucking soup. ants. I don't care about the clothes. Yeah, you got stuck in the eardrum, couldn't hear for a week. There are fucking ants all over Everywhere. the place stinging you? Everywhere. Why? Just kill yourself or no. surrender. No. Dude. It's not honorable. Ants. Now, they certainly kept up their guerrilla tactics. Uh, they would carry out what they called beacon fire raids, where they would leave the jungle mountains to burn rice fields of the farmers yeah. every October. Fuck them. Since that was the beginning of the dry season, it was exceptionally problematic. Yes. So while carrying out the raids, they would sometimes steal canned goods, coffee, cigarettes. Sometimes they would also try to collect intelligence from the islanders. Fuck yeah. Uh, this would sometimes result in direct conflict, which they would handle with guns, threatening the lives of not only the farmers, but the farmers' families. They killed when they felt that they were threatened and that they had to, and they felt no guilt because, to them, this was war. Water was easy because all of the streams were there, uh, but they always boiled the water because there was always some animal pissing in it upstream. Classic fucking Philippines. Every night, Hiro took notes on the day's events and sightings, thinking it would be helpful for the Japanese counterattack. They would cut each other's hair with makeshift scissors on the 28th of every month. Hair pals. Uh, they would keep an eye on their urine to see if they need if they needed more rest or would dehydrate or okay. So we, but, uh, we do that when we're on tour. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they would examine each other's stool to see how their health was. Stool bus. I mean, there are there are limits of friendship. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a there's a, a 
there's a place in a friendship where you go, why well, we don't have to do he that. It gets very specific as to what you want to see. I don't want to. I'm not. No matter what happens between us, I'm never going to look at your shit and be like, you, you, are you all right? We have, the tour's not over yet. That was my, uh, that was my the, last podcast. In the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the spring of 1958, almost 13 years after the war had ended, a large search oh, party Jesus was formed Christ. with more of their families and a small army. Now his family's coming out. They went all over the mountains and simply kept repeating on a loudspeaker, <sighs> Lieutenant Onada, Private First Class Kazuka, we have come from Japan to look for you. Please talk with us and come back to Japan with us. They played the Japanese national anthem and Japanese folk songs. They went all over the island. Oh. Cute. The Americans seem to be starting another one of their fake rescue operations, yeah. Hiro said. Kazuka agreed. What a nuisance. Let's move somewhere where it's quiet. I mean, so they've they got to be south. having somewhat of a good time. They, they, well, the truth is the bond between these two was the strongest They've of got all a friendship them. going yeah. on. They were brothers. A couple they, of bros. They probably yeah. had to make each other laugh and stuff. To, I mean, sure, you've heard well, they, you've heard heroes same joke a lot. But. I, I don't think they were uh, even making each other laugh, but their lives were literally like, we should go over there and try to forge. And you'd be like, yeah, forging over there would be good. Yeah. And I was like, every day. Yeah, but don't you ever want just a <laughs> really simple, basic life? Yeah, but I would love to have variety. I mean, without ants. Without ants, yeah. So you remember? Remember the ants? But 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 there's a piece to the simplicity of their life. I don't know how peaceful. We're talking about life without Twitter. Yeah, but I think you could. I think I think there's a middle ground, and it doesn't have ants in it. Uh, so after a while, they snuck out to get another peek of what the search party was doing, and to Hiro's surprise, he heard his brother Toshio over the loudspeaker. I can't believe they have him as prisoner. He said. <laughs> he, <laughs> he said. Hiro, come out. This is your brother, Toshio. This is our last day here. Please come out where we can see you. Hiro was curious. It, after all, was his brother's voice, but he was sure it was a recording of some kind. So he snuck closer to get a look. He couldn't get close enough to see the man's face, but he was sure that it was the build of his brother, and the voice was identical. Hmm. That's really something, he said. They found a prisoner who looks at a distance like my brother, and he's learned to, inti- he's learned to imitate my brother's voice perfectly. Jesus Christ. I mean, the weird thing is, is that the war is now all about him. That's how fucking important. That's, ego. that's how important that's the ego. work he's doing is. Yeah, that's yeah. how important. Well, his mission is to eat all the bananas and lose his yeah, hearing. That's and right. He's close to completing it. Mission and, is almost accomplished. And to get as much ant venom in you as possible. So that his brother sang Hiro's Tokyo High School alma mater, and towards the end, what? his voice began to crack and get emotional and go off tune. Hiro laughed to himself. He knew this hack would show his true colors. <laughs> yes. So the search party left behind a stack of newspapers and magazines, like two oh, feet tall. Like Playboy? You know, so no, 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 like, no. Like, is Penthouse out yet? No, probably no, not. It's, no, and it's even the then, I don't 50s, think. 50s, but it's got to be his thing. No, no Playboy, but so there's got to be like a, the, uh, like, you know, I'll, like I'll in MASH, like the, the nude women playing tennis and stuff? No. It's not, this is jerk off stuff, right? No, again, I'm being really clear. Like I've said no like porn. eight times underneath you. Why would you leave anything in the forest that wasn't nude for guys to jerk off to? Well, this is actually, this evolves into forest porn, surely. Fuck yeah. Uh, clearly they were fake because on the papers, a lot of them talked about life in Japan after the war. And no. again, there was no way the war was over. No. If the war was over, there wouldn't even be papers. Thank you. So one of the ads in the paper called uh, was for a book called General Yamashita, The Man. The ad read, quote, Why was it that Yamashita, who was considered the greatest Japanese general, did not succeed in the war? Here is the life story of the fiery militarist, a story that might be entitled The Tragic General. Jesus. When Hiro and Kazuka saw that, they laughed. 
Yamashita was the best general ever. Boy, the Americans must be very afraid of him to go that far with a fake ad, they right? thought. This is really shitty writing. Yeah, it's not good. It's fucking bad. So this game goes on for a while. Search parties, begging for them to come out. Hiro and yeah, uh, Kazuka yeah. scoffing, laying low. Uh, they almost welcomed the rainy season because they'd be left alone. Thank you. And that basically happened. And, <coughs> and banana season. And banana, which is year-round. Uh, and banana hammock season is summer months. Uh, that basically what? happened because in 1959, they were finally declared dead. Ha! So they're officially declared Take that, dead motherfuckers. by the Japanese government. They're like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, fuck these dead. guys. Yeah, yeah. Fuck these. Yeah. Here's the headline. Can you print this up? Fuck, fuck those guys. Hold on, F you. Fuck, fuck those no, guys. guys. Okay, and then just yeah. the story will be they're fucking dead. They're fuck them. We don't give a shit. Them. We do not fuck give them. A they're shit. not our fuck fucking problem. Not our problem. How much, pro- how much how fucking how paper, much have paper have we wasted? How much paper have we wasted? Someone tell me. Can anybody tell me how much paper? It's a lot of fucking paper. It's a lot of fucking paper. Gestures to himself. They're dead. Size. They're dead to me. They're dead to you. They're dead. They're dead to you. Great. We'll run that tonight, sir. Uh, so knowing it wasn't true, um, like the Philippine, like the Islanders knew, obviously they were still alive because they had been killing them, Yeah, yeah. which is a dead that's giveaway. A, that's a super bad. It's a tell. And, uh, knowing it wasn't true, this made the Japanese public call for their finding more than ever. Signs went around Japan. Oh my God. It's a strike. Followed by effect? protests and petitions. Jesus. But it was all ignored by the Japanese government. Because they're dead. Six years later, on New Year's Eve, 1965. What do you mean six years. Twenty years after the war. After the war had ended. Twenty years after this the war like had ended. Forty-five now. They got a big score. It's close. They got a big score when they stole the radio. Oh no, they're forty because they went in when they were twenty. Uh, he's a little older, I think. Yeah, he, I think after the training, he's a little older. Uh, so they they got a score though. After twenty years, dude, they got a prize. Would you relax? They got a Toshiba eight transistor transistor radio. Oh, they went, they went into the village and they got a fucking radio? Yeah, like they would do like little, they, you know, when a farmer would leave or something, yeah. they'd maybe sneak into a pad. Again, yeah. they'd take some cigarettes, some so they coffee. Got a, they've got a battery, they got a radio, they're up they in the They got a bunch of batteries they stole. All right. And it was, it was New Year's Eve, so they uh, went back up and they listened to the New Year's show from Japan. Yeah. Now, the radio gave the men their first world update since the fake news of 1959 that they received. However, they had to play it low. They did not want to believe anything they heard as, fall, as far as the military or the war. Uh, so anything they heard about military or the war, they're like, eh. anything that pertained to that, they believed to be something that the Americans had edited. So any mentioning of the war was BS. Kazuka looked at Hiro and said, when you think about it, the Americans are really good at this, aren't they? Yes, Hiro said. They had to take out anything they don't want us to hear and rebroadcast it in almost no time. I take my hat off to them. It must be very tricky work. By 1968, 23 years after the war had ended, Hiro and Kazuka weren't getting along famously anymore. <laughs> yeah, was... I mean, at some point, just being with another dude in the mountains with with apple and, no, and rotting sorry, clothes. bananas and rotting clothes and ants and, and ants snakes. And, you it's know, a, you're, you're it's looking at each other's stool every day. It's going to be hard on a relationship. Can I see your stool? I don't want to show it to I you. I don't again. want to look at your stool today. Oh, look at my on. stool. How do I know if I'm okay? How do I know if I'm okay if you won't look at my shit? None of us are doctors. Uh, so they would have petty arguments, and that sometimes ended in rock fights. But that's like classic dude. <laughs> yeah, rock fights for sure. Uh, on October 18th, 1972, 27 years after the war had ended, they went out for their annual Beacon Fire Raids. This year was a little different because the rainy season had gone longer than usual. Oh. So by the time they got to the farms, that month's harvest was near done, which left them fewer options uh, as to when they could light the fires. They decided that they would go after the farmers the next day. So Good. the following afternoon, 
They come down, they shoot their guns in the air, the farmers scatter, as there's ought to do, mm-hmm. and then Kazuka lights a fire, they're lighting the rice on fire, uh, Hiro stole some left-behind coffee and some cigarettes, and they're close to getting away when one more rice pile is just calling Kazuka's name. Sure. So he runs back to light it, but that's when the cops arrive. Fuck. So then gunshots ring out, and the two of them dive down into different areas and start hiding. But Hiro was is able it on to... Fi- is everything on fire, and they're the... hiding in the fields no, that's on fire? No, they ran, they kind of ran up into the okay, mountains a little bit. Yeah. Like, they, they coverage gets better the further up you go, but they're starting to get in there, so they're yeah. trying to get into the shrubs. And um, Kazuka had been hit in the shoulder. Fuck. So Hiro shoots at the men, trying to buy them a minute, but then Kazuka was hit again, but this time in the chest. He fell, blood was coming out of his mouth, Shit. and Hiro watched his eyes whiten. He was gone. Dead. Hiro ran off, vowing revenge. Fuck yeah, he's going to get fucking revenge. So now Hiro had been spotted. So even if the war is over, guess what? It's back on. Yeah, sort of. That's kind of what's happening. In a yeah, way. well, now it's... <laughs> or a new war. Now it's fucking like, Rambo, uh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like a... Yeah, sort of. How about, yeah, how about, war, how about we call this World War Three now? It's No, it's still... Well, let's yeah, call it... Let's call it, point, let's call it 2.1. All right, back on. Let's just say... 2.1, because it's kind of a baby. Let's say World War Two back on. Uh, let's pitch after. Um... <laughs> So, Hiro had been spotted, which ended the j- debate in j- Japan over whether he was alive or dead. So, the outcry swells, and this makes his legend grow. And ideas on how to get him out range from having the emperor record a message saying that the war was over to him, sure. to having a fake army of Japanese soldiers return to make him think to come back. So, that's what you were saying. Well, this is, yeah, this is what also what they did to me, is I, uh, after vietnam i stayed in the ymca for a good 23 years and they eventually had uh, <laughs> they're like hey it's us they again. eventually had the, emperor. the old gang no the emperor came oh the emperor came of the y yeah you have to leave these are rented rooms and i, I was like no man you can boy it smells like banana in here is this not a christian organization uh i think that's my question for you sir <sighs> this... it's a lot of stool i've been growing bananas oh my god in this here. is like the martian uh, second question, am I okay? No, get out. Can you check my stool? Absolutely not. And I saw some. It's not good. Um, so, But in the end, they landed with this plan. Search parties and leaflets. Good, because that's that has worked so far. Anata-san. If anything is going to get out of this, it's fucking shit written on paper. Anata-san, wherever you are, come out. We can guarantee your safety. Or we had a report that you had shown up here, and we oh. think you are somewhere where you can hear this speaker. My- Anata-san, if you don't believe we are Japanese, load up your infantry rifle before you come out. Blast it on loudspeaker. Dude, the Rockford files are almost on. Hiro laughed at them. <laughs> We're about to get into Hawaii 5-0. He wasn't going to fall for this. So they call off the search party, but they again left newspapers and magazines behind. And this time there was a full page story on Kazuka. Hiro yeah. wanted to believe them, but they made it so hard because in the paper they said that Kazuka had a five cent and a ten cent piece in his pocket. But Hiro knew that he had it in his waistband, not in his pocket. <laughs> so sadly, well, dude, it's more. The, be- he's trying to buy it's it. It's the little things. It's that- the subtleties. But it's now clearly, subtleties. clearly that is a clear message. That is obviously a message, yeah, yeah from yeah. his family, from his family, also the <laughs> spiders, also or, the spiders and the yeah, ants, the spiders. Who knows? It's a message snake. from someone. Yeah. Might be God. Um, so there's this one person who's fascinated. Everybody's fascinated by this story, but there's this one guy named Norio Suzuki. He's a college dropout who was well traveled, and he was prone to taking trips around the world. And for his next trip, he said he wanted to see quote Lieutenant Tanada, a panda, and the abominable snowman in yes! that order. Fuck yes, that order. We finally have a fucking hero 
Who's going to track down Hero? His name's not Hero. Yeah, okay, well done. Uh, by February 1973, 28 years after the war had ended, the loudspeaker and leaflet campaign continued, this time involving people Hero went to middle school with, pleading for him to come back. Hero felt sorry for all, like all these people who didn't know they were being taken advantage of. Right? Everyone, yeah. everyone is getting fucking It's good to suckered. see the gang, though. Yeah. I hope they wore their uniforms. Yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> weird call. <laughs> and uh, we want you guys to wear your uniforms still. Sorry, guys. It's, uh, just my hands trust are us. Trust to us know from this. the network. Trust us on this. Network wants you to wear them. It'd be so weird if they were if there were a bunch of Japanese guys there doing a uh, World War II reenactment. Oh God! And he's like, finally, here we go. No time, here just we killing. Go. <laughs> uh, so it seemed like his huts and his little campsites were also known as well because friends left a signed school uniform in one. His brother left a note in one. But the saddest one of all was a poem from his father that he left in one of the huts that read oh. simply, "Quote: Not even an echo responds to my call in the summery mountains." Jesus, dad drops a hammer. That's not dad. Holy shit, yeah. he comes with a fucking echo haiku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brutal. Uh, dad so now, knows how to fucking get you in the gut, man. Every time. So now they're even leaving magazines and, and newspapers like in the huts where they know he's staying. So it's like he has a subscription. So he reply. He actually replies to his father's note, says he's okay, and then vows he's never going to go back to that area again. So February nineteenth, nineteen seventy four, he notices this mosquito net at a camp, and Hero had no choice but to attack. So he turns the safety off of his gun, and he approaches a man by the river. He called out to him, and the man is totally freaked out for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. why. The man was none other than Norio Suzuki. And he is could he only still cutting his hair on the 28th? I don't... At this point, I don't know. I mean, now that... Because I don't know. I, 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 I feel like there's certain rituals that I'm letting go once my bro's dead. His hair... It, no, his hair's still... He's, he's still, still keeping yeah, it tight? he keeps it tight, for sure. Still keeping it tight. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, so he calls this guy... And, and, he, and he's stealing clothes from the village, right? So he's, he's in also clothes, stealing, yeah. and he's dressed. Ish. Ish, he's yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, as far as you can. Like, he doesn't look that crazy. But he's... Uh, uh, is he shaving? He's not, he, he's, he is shaving, yes. Uh, but he is also not, like... He's not wearing whatever clothes. He's still in his army uniform. Like, so he's just repairing oh. his uniform. Oh. So he's using clothes that he takes. He's using that, like, fabric. So he looks like an AIDS quilt. So he is pretty much... Sure. Yeah, he's very okay. much. He's got that vibe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he looks like something you'd see at the Goodwill and be like, mm, "No way. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not." It's like when the seventies when they just had a clothes man out of a bunch of different patches. What yeah. about all this shit? Hey, we're getting on the bus. Yeah. Uh, so he calls out to him. The guy's freaked out, and uh, all he could say was, "I'm Japanese. I'm Japanese," and he's shaking. So Hiro wasn't sure what to make of him. I'm a tourist, he said. Does this guy have a panda with him or, or an no, abominable no, he, snowman? No, no, no. The order is he's going to find him, then the panda, then. By the way, panda, start with panda. Pretty, I start with panda. For sure. Yeah. Um, so he said, I, I, uh, he couldn't believe it. He said, are you a son? And Hiro admitted that he was. Suzuki couldn't believe it. He said, uh, I know you've had a long, hard time, but the war's over. Won't you come back to Japan with me? The emperor and the people of Japan are worried about you. Hiro told them that, quote, the war is not over for me. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. If you want me to go back to Japan, bring me my orders. There must be proper orders. That reminds me of that wrestling clip where, you know, the guy's like, have you ever seen that clip where the guy's like in the stands and he's like talking to pro wrestlers and he's like, you know, 38 and he's just like, look, it's still real to me, damn it. No. Oh, it's worth watching. Oh, that's pretty great. So that's what he, and he wants orders. That makes sense. He wants orders. He th not only wants, yeah. it, it does, like he wants like official, he's been, he was told early you do not quit. Yeah, so he so needs he, orders. Yeah. So Suzuki offers him a cigarette and some gin. It's kind of all Rambo wanted. 
So, and I assume this is based on Rambo. This is not based on Rambo, <laughs> but good guess again. I think this is your second time guessing Rambo. Well, I work in reverse time. Uh, so he offers him a cigarette and gin. Hiro takes the smoke, but he passes on the gin. What? Because Hiro is still not sure how legitimate this guy was. Might as he well still kill thought him. there was a very good chance he was going to have to kill him. Yeah. So Hiro did take some beans that he ate straight from the tin, and he said that it was. It felt like quote. It was the first time in thirty years I was eating something fit for human beings. I bet that just went right through him. Oh, dude, of course, everything. <laughs> He's like, oh god, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, so Suzuki kept wanting to know how he could actually get Hiro back, but he was consistent. Uh, he said, Major, "Major Taniguchi is my immediate superior. Until I won't give in until I have my direct orders from him." Hiro what if he's was, dead? Well, I guess it's. I hate to. I hate to call back one of our hackiest references, but then it's weekend at Major Taniguchi's. <laughs> it's go time, or reanimation. <laughs> uh, so Hiro was beginning to actually trust and like Suzuki. Yeah. Suzuki. The main reason he thought he was okay. Wait a minute. Who's the Who's the Suzuki guy? Some nice, nice day. <laughs> Fun to be in the it's fun to be in the passenger seat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just little flubs <laughs> like, hey, screw you, asshole. Uh, so the main reason why he started to trust him was because he was wearing sandals with socks, which he had never seen on an islander. Oh fuck no. So by the end of the night, they're you hanging out. No, anybody near a beach doesn't do that. That's like tourist shit. Yeah, it is, yeah. So by the end of the night, uh, he even lets uh, Suzuki take some pictures of him. Uh, one with the two of them together. And with that, they part ways, and Suzuki left him with Quote, I'll come back for you as soon as I can. The press will make a huge story out of this. You won't believe it. So not, not any, any sort of technological advancement that comes doesn't mean anything because time is passing. So he just thinks, yeah, everything's different. Yeah. So anything that's different, he just wraps into his little He At this game. point, time, what is time? Yeah. Uh, so this is the, one of the pictures they took of... Uh, Hiro and Suzuki. Oh my God! Look yeah. at them. So Suzuki is like this dude. So he's essentially like they look fucking great. Yeah. So he's essentially Suzuki is just like this dude. It's amazing. And he's just like finds him, and now okay. he's like, "Can I take some pics?" How is this not a like a show? Like this should be on longer than Mash. <laughs> uh, so they agreed that they would uh, leave a. Me- that Hiro agreed that uh, to communicate, they would leave messages in this box because of the search parties. There were all these little weird note boxes that had been set up sure. uh, to try and communicate. So they agreed a specific box they would communicate through. And Suzuki was not lying about the press he was going to get either. He made his way directly to the Japanese embassy in Manila and showed the proof. Within a day, the pictures were on the front page of all Japanese newspapers. The government got Taniguchi. Yeah, because it's literally like he fucking found Bigfoot. Totally. Totally. It really is. People are like, oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, the government got Taniguchi uh, and with Suzuki, and then they also got Hiro Onoda's uh, brother, Toshio, and they all sent them back to Lubang. After two weeks, Hiro checked the box, and there were items in it. One was one of the pictures of Hiro, uh, and it was the first time he had seen his face in 30 years, and he thought to himself that he looked like one of his uncles. Oh, shit. This is when stuff starts to hit you. At a certain age, you're like, oh, my God, I look like my uncle. So here he is. That old rascal. It's him. After, yeah, it's, that's actually probably not one of the pictures. But, uh, probably not one he wanted to show me. Nope. Uh, get out of there. that's an ending. Shut up. <laughs> so, and then there's a note. With the pictures, there's a note that says, uh, from Suzuki, that says, quote, I've come back for you, just as I promised. Along with that, there were two army orders, one which was required to be given in person by Taniguchi, which is exactly what Hiro wanted. So Hiro was now fairly confident that this was all real, but he still wouldn't let his guard down. As he walked to the rendezvous point, he thought to himself, I'm not going to let 30 years of hard work go down the drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready with a fucking gun. Have so a nice ready. So as he's getting ready, right? Hiro, yeah. Yep. Hiro Anada. Yep. Let's ready kill some rifle. motherfuckers. No, no, let's settle down. Let's Don't. end this Shut up. by shooting Shut some up. motherfuckers Stop. and come out of the jungle no. like a man. No. Like who? Like Rambo? Shut up, Dave. 
Uh, so he readies his rifle and he moves towards the tent. Kill him. And uh, he first sees Suzuki, and he Suzuki immediately yells out, "It's Anada! Made a Tanaguchi! It's Anada!" And Hiro approaches, and sure enough, it's Major Tanaguchi. Holy shit! So they like stand there, they're having this moment, and then Tanaguchi, um, you know, starts reading these orders, and the orders say that there are absolutely no more orders for him to carry out. Yeah. And he's relieved by him, and these are official dismissal dismissal papers. Yeah. So his service was over. He was fifty two years old. Hiro's backpack became heavier than it that's had a ever lot been. Of ba- that's a lot of back pay. A lot of back pay. By the way, that's sure. a fucking shitload of back pay. So he said his backpack feels heavier than ever. Yeah. He's silent. And then he just looks and he gets angry. He yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. know what he had been doing. How could the Japanese be so sloppy? Why <laughs> did they give up? He's like, why did we give up? He's living. And then he calms totally down. fucking legit questions, man. Calms down. They spend the night, and the idea is the next day, he was going to get a pardon from the, uh, from the president of the Philippines. Um, because he had oh, obviously right. committed a lot of crimes. Well, I don't the know if they're crimes if, no, you're, no. if you're at war. No, well, that's fair. Uh, but there was one rule. He couldn't clean up too much. They wanted him to look like he had been worn down as a prisoner for a little bit. So he could, however, sneak on the fresh undies that Taniguchi's wife gave him to pass along. Okay. So, so he puts on the new you, undies. Let me just tell you something right now. You can be out in the mountains for fucking 30 years, but you get a fucking fresh pair of undies, mm. and it is a new goddamn the, day. If they're Mack Weldon's, you Mac got another Weldon's, 30 years. That's no joke. Okay, so, oh, we're the worst. This uh, episode brought to you by Mack Weldon. So, uh, later, Hiro meets with President Marcos as planned. Am I not seeing the underwear? Uh, no, you're not going to see his underwear. Uh, no. He meets with President Marcos as planned, and Hiro presents him with a sword in an act of honorable surrender. So, that's, that's the sword. No, it's that's, no fucking coincidence that Marcos gets killed. It, w- Dave, after this, Dave, that's not that's not for now. Um, and uh, he got a full pardon. It's um, estimated that he killed 100 men in his time there. Fuck yes! This Within guy's an hour, great. He is Rambo. He's a mass murderer. He said it was more like 52. He's a mass murderer. Well, I mean, he's a mass war. He's a fucking fighter. psycho in the mountains. He's a gorilla in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Within an hour, he's on a helicopter. He's headed back to Japan. So Hiro Inada arrived in Japan to great fanfare. Is he, is he like, fuck, I killed 50 people for no reason? No, he feels Jesus, no guilt. He's a fucking lunatic. Look, he feels no guilt. Okay. Hiro Inada arrives in Japan to great fanfare. He was greeted like a beetle. He was swarmed by the press and photographers constantly. That's a lot. A if, sign went up near his If you've been house. living with ants and bananas for 30 years and all of a sudden people are talking, that's a lot. You might make that's you end lot. up back there. That's like, some PTSD the shit. You're like, I miss my ants. Bite my eardrum. My, I miss my ants. I look like my uncle. <laughs> he can't even sleep without getting bitten by ants right now. Yeah, no. Can we get an ant bed in here? Like he sleeps in like, <laughs> like it's just like a water bed with ants in them so you can just sort of feel them. But they don't bite him. But he's like, oh, that's nice. I need a big snake to roll through. Is yeah, that a thing that yeah, can happen? Yeah. Oh, nice rat. Oh, like get a small dog and put a rat tail on it. God damn it, it doesn't smell like bananas. That's it. Rub some more under my nose. Um, they ask him how he feels. He shits on the floor. Oh. No! No! Rub his nose in it. <laughs> That's the only way to get him to stop. He's been warned. Uh, so there's, he's sworn by photographers, the press. A sign goes up near his house that uh, told fans they were close to where the living legend lived. He received over 100 mar- marriage proposals from women he'd never met. Yeah, there was yeah. Well, even, he's a real man. There was even a character on Old Gilligan's school. Island based on him as like a guest oh, star. Oh, shit. I and remember yes, that. it was extremely racist. What? To answer your not question. Not Gilligan's Island. It was extremely racist. Gilligan's Island. So the government did not look great in this one because what their Ministry of Defense and their armies had not been able to do for almost 30 years was done in five days by a 24-year-old college dropout with no tracking ability. And yeah. he wore sandals with socks. Yeah, that's how it's That's a war happen. crime. That's a war crime. 
Um, Hironanauta wasn't the only soldier who stayed hidden after the war. There were a number of stories like this, but none as long. So why was Hiro the hero? Well, there was a guy named Sochi Yokoi, uh, for instance, and he was gone for 28 years in Guam, but he hadn't kept fighting like Hiro, and he hadn't waited to be relieved. He was found by two hunt- hunters, and, he was, and it was viewed as he was captured. So when the two were compared, which they were a lot, Hiro Anata was by far the more heroic story. In 1975, Hiro went into seclusion. He moved to Brazil where one of his brothers had relocated. Sure. He started a family of his own and ran a cattle ranch. Mm-hmm. His brother once said of Hiro's return that he, quote, didn't know whether to congratulate him or call him an idiot. Well, he's a fucking idiot. Hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, he was left up there like, we'll come for you. I know, but he's an idiot. Potentially. For sure. There's some signs. There's yeah. some certain there stuff you got to be like. There were a lot of signs. There's a couple. A lot of signs. One to two. He got his, he got his two. two bros killed because he wouldn't fucking reel it in. It's not his fault. Yeah, uh, totally his fault with those guys. Onata, he talked those guys into it. Onata died of heart failure combined with pneumonia on January 16th, 2014 in Tokyo at the age of 91. So Japan did away with their army after the war and they only had a self-defense force which, while it is technically a military with branches of the Army, Navy, and the Air Force, is not allowed to conduct any offensive operations or leave Japan. So this has made some less fanatic about Hiro's story as time wore on. But hopefully, that will all change, because in 2014, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe announced a major revision to the SDF, that Japan would now be allowed to defend friends and allies under attack for the first time, even if it was overseas. Here we go. Here we go. They're coming for us. Watch out. Uh, war is bad. War is bad. That's what uh, you take from all war stories is war is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But this guy, I mean, I think obviously it is, you know, it's insane. And he killed people. Uh, and, you know. Uh, 50 to 100. Yeah. 50 to 100 He's people. He's a mass murderer. Well, but he was, a, he was. He's got Bundy numbers. Yeah, but Bundy, like, he genuinely thought, look, first Bundy, of all, Bundy genuinely first thought. of all, the, 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 like, the Japanese army was really, like, vicious. Like, even in, when it yeah. would come to, like, POWs, like, I think the Germans killed something like, you know, 6% of POWs, and, like, the Japanese killed, like, 27%, yeah, yeah. like, during the war and they stuff. Yeah, really gnarly so they were, experimental thing. Yeah, so they were super, like, mm-hmm. violent. So yeah. he was just sort of bred out of that, and yeah, he is crazy, for sure, but, uh, you know, the whole time he's like... They'll be back tomorrow. They'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. So that's the story of I'm, I'm not Hiro Anata. I'm not on his side. Yeah. I'm not on his side either, but... But when I... Like, I'd heard this you think story... he still ate bananas? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah. He wanted Brazil? to be buried with bananas. He's like, yeah, give me a banana. Probably, I mean, or or you are the opposite. Like, if you hear banana or you see like, a banana... Oh. Like, you're like the... Per- There's one person who's, like, scared of pickles on Tyra Banks. Like, you're that person. Like, you're like, get that banana out of here! Or he just, yeah, every time someone has a banana, he goes, hey, I got a banana story for you. Yeah. And, just and it's not a story. Cut it's to hours things. later, the guy's like, oh, my God. So we could mix it with coconut milk, but the cow wasn't good. And that's when my friend Kazuka died. But I still ate bananas even then. Would you believe that? Like he's the guy at the party where you're just like, I don't even have uh, to. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I got to uh, go. Bananas were bad. Huh? Bananas were bad. Yeah. Okay. You know, it was 1944. Uh, no, I, my, First uh, time I had a banana a that I was forced to eat. And that went on for almost 30 years, and I'm yeah. going to walk you through each one now. Who are you signaling Nothing, to? Nothing, no one. No one. I just uh, had an itch. I know who sent you. Huh? I know who sent you. 
we talking about? I'm here. At You're words. an Islander. Where Islander word? Where to, think what? Throat Brazil cut. party. Oh, he's still talking. Brazil party. Brazil <laughs> party. I would move. I would move to Brazil too. I would move to another country to get away from it all. But also, he's a fucking dick. He also became like a right winger. Like he was like, of very, course he's a right he winger. He was very militant. Believe Who it or else? not, he was. But in his later life, he was like, we need more army. Yeah, of course he was. He had to justify his whole bullshit existence in the mountains, which was a bullshit existence. Almost no matter paradise. what. Fuck. We're knocking on heaven's door. Did he at least make uh, like things to hang in and sleep in the trees? No. No. But some of their like areas were pretty, you know, they look nice after years. I mean, if, you, if you're up there for that long, like you're gonna have like a crib style, like "Welcome to our bamboo shelter." Oh fuck that guy! Yeah, All right, I'm not a fan. Well, his story's interesting, but he's that's a, been he's a pollard, fucking, or a Rollis. He's an ass clown. Well, that's not gonna be the title. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.